0: And now, live from Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. She's a writer and the runner-up 8th grade class clown, it's Robin Shore. And he's a writer in Cleveland who can be found most Friday nights at the Dairy Queen at the Burbank Town Center with his coterie of soft-serve swingers. It's Jordan Morris. Chef Jeff is here to let you know how to make horses think you're a delicious giant carrot. I'm her husband Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Music. Yeah.
1: Hello, my little custard buns. Welcome to another exciting Thursday episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That especially delicious and squishy sanding carbohydrate was sent in by Matt McClellan on Patreon. Patreon. Yes, I am on Patreon. Patreon. All sorts of fun stuff. Bonus episodes, uh, I was just thinking today of people I need to reach out to to be guests on upcoming bonus episodes, but right now I think I'm going to force Daniel to be a guest on an upcoming one. He just gave me a very dirty look and also his hair looks like he's been electrocuted and I like I don't know it. what happened
0: today. <laughs> okay. What'd you say? I don't know what happened today. My hair okay. is, uh, yeah.
1: Let's just get into that later. You're bringing, the what you're bringing happened some
2: it. Eraser head vibes to the he podcast. Really,
1: he really is.
3: Um, it's confusing because he was wearing a hat during the intro, and then all of a sudden the hat was gone, and I'm I, very surprised. Yeah, I did it's the hat like, for
0: the photo.
1: Oh.
0: We can't wow. broadcast this. This is only for, you know, people patrons? who... Patrons. Is patrons. Patron.
1: Right? It's like the hat... <laughs> This is not hat hair because usually hat hair is like the shape you lift the hat off and it's like you- it's as if the hat is still on. You have you're wearing an imaginary hat. This is the opposite. It's like his hair mm-hmm. wanted to to his hair was tired of being held back and now it's just rising. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. his hair was dough. That It's like he sprinkled. Dough and yeast on his head and then his hat was a moist towel. I'm really reaching back to the beginning of the yeah. pandemic to my memory of bread making. His the hat was a moist paper towel and then it fermented in there. I,
2: I has I got think
1: kombucha head.
2: I would describe I would describe the hair as just got blown up by a cartoon bomb. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, in like it, just a big round black bomb with a wick coming out it, of it. Yes. It
1: happened. As he lifted the hat off. Like, in fact, this not is... to do a hard sell for Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. But if you have access to the video, which you would have if you're at the $5 level, you could slow down the video and watch the hat Ugh. release mm. the hair and then, mm. you know, back and forth and back. Maybe we could make a gif actually of that. Like
2: great. A great gif.
3: The, uh, great gif.
1: Great gif. GIF. Or Drake drit. Jif. Dra- Drake. Jeff. I, nope, can't do it. Don't have time today. Uh love where you can text me and I'll text you. F- fun stuff, sign up for a year, get two months free, or do it monthly. It's really your choice. Okay, very excited to welcome all of these guests. Jordan Morris, we just saw you last week because you stepped in last minute, but this is the show that you have always been booked on since before... When you were just a twinkle in your parents eye they said <laughs> they announced this date before podcasts were invented but they announced this date as the one you were going to be on and now we it's finally happening
2: yeah they my, my mom was in the hospital she was just <laughs> blathering you know about you know downloadable audio and <laughs> your new best friend and they thought she was just having a bad reaction to the epidural but what she was doing was booking me on this podcast while i was still in the womb
1: so prophetic in fact speaking of prophetic let me introduce all the guests and then i have a question about something my dad used to do and i'm wondering was he keenly aware of technological trends or was this something everyone would have known in the 70s, which is weird because I was born in 1998, so I don't know why I'm wondering about something that I was around for in the 70s. I don't know how that works, given that I'm very young. Robin Shore, hello. Welcome back.
3: Hi. I'm so happy to be back. Happy summer.
1: Happy I'm wearing summer. wearing my summer
3: pink for you.
1: Your summer pink sweater.
3: Yes. It's a hand-me-down from a neighbor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that you have neighbors that hand you down stuff.
3: Well, it's actually a neighbor that became my very close friend, and she moved away like two years ago. But we're still in touch, and she still gives me her shitty clothes, and I wear them all the time.
1: That's so nice. I don't Robin, think
3: I'm it ever... might
2: be. It might be a little warm for that sweater. Would you consider maybe cutting the sleeves off?
3: Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. If if necessary, yeah. But what's going to happen fun... in the winter? Oh yeah, you so I'm going to want them
1: back on. So I'm back. Nice. S- Is that? Is that a new trend right now? Are people de-sleeving clothing? I feel like I've seen something like this on TikTok. Oh, I have no idea. I mean, that's,
2: but it's the only Are you person on you follow talk? on. <laughs> is the only person you follow on TikTok Vin Diesel?
1: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> no, that guy hates sleeves.
1: I follow um, someone who's like <laughs> teaching. I feel like there's a real thing on TikTok lately that's like, I feel like no one, everyone on TikTok is trying to, like looking cheap is the worst thing on TikTok. Like how to make your home not look cheap and and how to yes. make your clothing not look cheap. And so yes. something that apparently like this designer who has, you know, only 102 followers, but it, she'll let you know trends in clothing that make your clothes look cheap. So what they call in designer circles, if she really travels in, in them, are two make your clothing look cheap. So a two is like a shirt that has an attached collar and attached cuffs Mm. of different colors. So it makes it look like it's a shirt with a sweater, but really it's just one piece. But you can like remove the sleeves on this and remove—I don't know—you can remove yeah. bits of it. Like you recommended to Robin, so I thought <laughs> maybe you're onto something, Jordan.
2: No, but I am. I am. I am trying to get this going. If you are afraid that an article of clothing looks cheap, like let's say it's a blazer or something like that, if you're you're worried that this blazer looks cheap, what I like to do is I just like to tape a five-dollar bill to it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, smart. Yeah, people are that's like, what whoa. You do. You know guys got these guys Look got Lincoln's despair bags
3: over <laughs> there
0: I know you could sell tags fake tags <laughs> that you could attach to your clothes with like really high prices and then people think that fuck I think I saw that at old Navy and it but it says uh Barney's of New York or whatever right. fifteen hundred dollars so, well then' they just think wow. you're a shoplifter <laughs> which,
2: which I guess has cool. a has kind of a cool cachet <laughs> to it I guess so maybe that works or many shoplifters
1: aren't
3: cheap. Sure. They're
1: just, th- um, the Yeah, or get one of those, and you're gonna have to find a stationary store if, or office supply store and get one of those stamps that says paid, and just um get your Barney's label that says fifteen hundred dollars, right. and I don't know where you're gonna oh, get yeah. that, and, and then, then stamp just stamp it. it. Or yes, it's a lot a of fake work.
0: Receipt that's coming out of the pocket <laughs> a little bit.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: This is
3: yes. a good look.
2: That was, a, that was a novelty thing I feel like I saw sold at like urban outfitters in the, in its heyday was like a fake a fake bank note or a fake bank like receipt that you could keep in your wallet, and then if you had to like give somebody your number, you would write it down on that and it like But the, they weren't from real banks. it was just from like International Money bank or something like that. like it was not convincing.
3: And what? just playing that out for a second. Let's just say right. it's a heteronormative situation and a guy buys that and writes down his number and gives it to the girls. The girl's supposed to be like, Oh my God, he goes to Bank of America. I'm so turned on. Yeah, Look oh at my this god, receipt. he has a bank
4: account. Nice.
3: Oh.
1: <laughs> but it would have the amount he has, right?
2: Yeah. The oh, idea is that it would show your balance.
3: Um That is that is a bridge too far for me. Right.
1: <laughs> there were, um, practical joke lottery tickets where you scratchers years ago that said you won $10,000. And I remember speaking of neighbors, my friend's neighbor gave them to everyone. And the drummer in my band, it was, it was his neighbor, um, scratched it off and was so excited oh, thinking no. that we all thought he really, it was like big. This was back in actual landline days where we all talked I remember the phone these lawn.
0: novelty yeah scratchers
1: so he called yeah. us all that day you guys i won ten thousand dollars he was so like it That's was mean. big news this was big news in Costa Mesa, and we were all so excited because he was so excited but then it turned out to just be a practical joke and i remember thinking Sigh. it's like i didn't have a lot to occupy my there were there weren't i wasn't into any reality shows at this time I don't recall there being a lot of reality shows at this time. Bravo Again, I'm very was young. still
2: showing operas and
3: inside <laughs> the actor studio.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Funny remember- how
2: Bravo's, Bravo's pivots
4: funny, huh? If you think about uh-huh. it, what they originally it is. showed History Channel it too. Is. Oh I mean,
1: yeah. Fine mm-hmm.
3: art. It was a fine yeah. arts programmed
1: channel.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I remember thinking this was a sadistic joke. But it I don't is, think it that's was in,
2: mean that does not sound fun at yeah, all like and is, how do you but, break it to the person like how do you yeah just like what a fucking bummer to have to do
1: i my sense was he didn't think that ever that although he gave them to a lot of people and i i don't remember maybe i didn't know the other people i don't think he thought that it would go that far, I think he thought that somehow people would realize it was fake, but I don't right. know why they would. But yeah, yeah, I remember thinking like, this is so cruel. It's like that. Have-
2: it, it it's like there's that kind of dude that is not funny but tries to do this kind of joke. It's like it's like if you ask like a a waiter, like, hey, can I use the bathroom? And he's like, no. And then you just sit there for five seconds and he's like, all right, it's over there. Like, it's like, who enjoys that? I'm not having fun. Or do you like this? Like, you know, yeah. It's just kind of that zone of like, what, why would anyone enjoy any of this? Yeah.
4: What's the joke?
1: I got worked up again over this very non-important interaction I had on an airplane many, 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 many years ago. Where I asked a flight attendant, do you happen to have any double A batteries? I don't have double A. I don't have triple A. I don't have B, C, or D. I was like, "Okay." She
3: had that answer ready? Yeah. Wow.
1: I mean- Do people ask for these things a lot on airplanes? I don't know, but she wanted to let me know. She, I mean- I might not have gotten all the batteries she didn't have exactly correct, but she went into like a spiel of yeah. all the batteries she didn't have. She's
2: like, I do have those tiny watch batteries, though. <laughs> so if you need one yeah. of those, but only yeah, 52, like, I've gotten, 36.
1: I've got a nickel and. cadmium. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe she was just being sassy and spirited, but. What I took from it was I'm a real moron for asking how dare I assume that she might have a battery. Right. When I right. felt like I was properly, like, apologetic in even asking, but I was staring down a flight of, like, oh, my disc man doesn't work or whatever <laughs> it was that I needed – but she was really letting me know, like how stupid my, I felt. Like my question was really stupid from her answer. You just a, said, a simple no would have sufficed. You should have said, no. I,
4: "I bet I can charge my disc man with your zinger." Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh,
1: I know. it was a real burn. You know, I have not it was a even sick burn. it. I am still recovering. I haven't even introduced everyone else. Daniel, we already talked about your hair, but hello and welcome to the show.
0: Hi, I'm just imagining if bravo's old programming had their modern marketing so it'd be like um on the next hour is the santa fe opera only on bravo
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it'd be uh james lipton talking to wallace sean <laughs> but he would have to throw champagne in his face <laughs> and <laughs> argue about something he posted on twitter that's right
1: So it was, so I remember inside the actor's studio, but it was also a lot of opera and ballet. I think
2: ballet, yeah, yeah.
3: It was, it was not a channel you stopped on. Let me put it that way. And I was attuned to the arts at the time. Like it was, it was was for for older people. Yeah, it was
2: supposed to be like a cable PBS, I think. I think that would be the pitch.
3: And then along came Andy Cohen Mm -hmm. with his big ideas.
2: Yep.
1: And oh, then he sorry. turned
2: it into something people
0: like
1: to watch. <laughs> Can
0: you believe that guy? Yeah.
1: I bet there were people who were bummed. Older people. Yes.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: Let's find them if they're <laughs> still alive.
1: That would be funny if
2: PBS just tried that pivot, too.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Only on PBS.
2: Antiques Roadshow, but it's all dildos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Jeff Fox joining us. Hello.
4: Hello, thank you. Oh, thank you.
1: So, in Daniel's intro, he referred to your horse bite, Jeff. Yes. But I couldn't remember, and you might have mentioned it on the last show. Where did the horse bite? I know Ireland, but where on your body? <laughs> Please were say the
4: <laughs> Please tell me it was on your tuckus. It bit me in Dingle. <laughs> <laughs> No, it bit me on my forearm, right in the middle of my forearm. Like, a, like mm. my arm was extended and it bit me kind of across both of the bones so I could kind of feel the bones squish together. Oh, Ooh. yes.
1: And what were the circumstances?
4: I was at a petting zoo slash prehistoric kind of site that happened to be in the same thing. And to his credit, the guy that ran the place, by which I mean the farmer that we pay to feed his animals for some reason, he said... Beware of that yearling. He'll he'll bite you. He's he's ornery, and I stayed away from him because when we were feeding the sheep and the goats and the pigs, he came over and wanted food and was very aggressive about it. So I I was kind of pivoting away from him, and he just kind of came around behind me and snuck up on me and went jump on my arm.
1: Jeez!
2: Now, Aww. are you concerned that when there's a full moon, you'll turn into a werehorse? <laughs> yes.
1: <Yeah. laughs>
3: <laughs> or a horse wolf? Yeah.
2: <laughs> There's a full moon. And we just hear <laughs> echoing,
4: echoing across the moors. Oh my god! It's yeah. the werehorse. I, I, <laughs> I just get a craving for sugar cubes, carrots, and molasses. That's right. <laughs> I just want to kick people who sneak up behind me. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it hurt a lot. But uh, yeah. but I did meet another horse on the trip that was super nice. He was my BFF.
1: Aww. Yeah. Was that after? And Because I think I would be like, I don't know that I trust your kind anymore after the first one.
4: No, I mean, I I know horses pretty well. That's why I felt dumb because I felt like he got me. But he really, he for real, like snuck up on me. I He tried to get me a couple times and I was too fast for him. And then he snuck up behind me. Um, but if I'd seen him, I I would have known what he was up to. But he fully snuck up on me. But this other horse, clearly, I was riding my bike and he was... Right next to the the bike path, and he he snorted at me as I came up, which is a friendly thing. And then he was kind of tilting his head at me, and I scratched his head, and he was really into it, and was like leaning on me while I scratched his head. Aww. So yeah, that's he was nice. he was definitely friendly.
1: Is that? I ask as someone since you know horses, I only know them from my horse phase. As a I young think person. I
4: do, but then I got bit by one. So what do I? Know?
1: I feel like that's unusual for a horse to be aggressive in that way.
4: Yeah, if I mean, you're he, just
1: like not doing anything,
4: he. Well he was he's a yearling so he was, he's 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 basically a puppy of a horse. Mm-hmm. So he's just a little rambunctious um and you know we were feeding food to all of these other animals right. and he wanted some but I think he would have bit me anyway. They're just right. they're just rambunctious. Um but yeah horses horses aren't too aggressive unless you're kind of messing with their foals. Um but usually you can kind of see it coming. You can tell. And well, usually, <laughs> when they give you trouble, they, they move their head up and down horizontally. So as long as you're not standing behind them to get kicked or standing over them where they can rear their head up at you, you're pretty safe if you're, you know, if you're along the side of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he just, he was like a yearling ninja. Just all of a sudden I, <laughs> out of nowhere, my arm was being chopped. Yeah. Ouch. Which the is legacies. chomping
2: at your arm or champing at your arm?
4: Ah, oh, <laughs> great question. Which was all in good fun.
1: All right, so here's my here's my my question about uh, my dad that I mentioned yeah. earlier. Yes. So way back in the old days, way back uh, when TVs were, I guess, tube televisions, um, we would watch like Mister Rogers or whatever, and my dad would say. He would joke that if you put the camera, and it was like a thirty-five, like a old old camera too, not one of those like, sh- poof, you know, dust cameras that you had to sit right, for, you had an to hour hide for. under a sheet while old. you're taking yeah. a picture. <laughs> but I
2: think it was a For some reason. Why did they have to do that anyway?
1: I don't know. It was like a thirty-five to millimeter see camera. What or they something. were
3: shooting, maybe I don't know. Maybe
1: that if you put it on the tv then you could talk to the tv and the people in the tv could hear you and of course i knew this was not true but we used to Wait, pretend
0: put, put your your still camera on top of the tv yeah
1: so he would put the still camera on the top of the tv facing us not oh, that wow. different Level a lens. setup so yes yeah,
0: so you uh, yeah so maybe where you're
2: going is did your dad kind of Predict anticipate zoom. webcams <laughs> right kind, yeah like i mean it. it's yeah. the
1: exact it's, it's the same like
2: but you could chat with the gang from three's company
1: yeah it's the same (laughs) you know setup as what i'm staring at right now it's the um obviously i knew he was joking but still we'd pretend to be like talking to mr rogers or we'd like yell things at. but it's also i feel like almost the production of a disordered mind too in that i feel like that's like a thing of like thinking that you can talk to your team, but except that we were very aware that this was just a joke. He did not. did that to me.
0: <laughs> what, Daniel? He didn't really think that.
1: No, he didn't. Um, but I feel like being, <laughs> okay. I, but I feel like wanting to be able to interact with people that you see in a small box is I like think that
0: this, the crazy person thinks they are doing
1: it. Yes. I guess right. you're right. So here's the question though. Did a lot of, do you think that, so? like, was that, was it clear that eventually it was going to go that way and that that's where the camera would have gone? Or is it just coincidence that that is where the camera went on screens? Or what did he it? somehow predict it? What year? Huh. This would have been, um I don't know. Actually, I said 70s. It probably would have been like early 80s.
0: Because I know that at one of the World's Fairs, Around that time, AT&T, I think their pavilion, they did have video phones and that's how they had it. So it's possible he had seen something like that.
1: Those are not Big Macs, Shelly
3: and John. (laughs) We went to Epcot in the Mm mid-80s. And I remember in that big dome, that big silver dome. I don't know what's in there now. But uh, TikTok. TikTokers are in there now.
2: a bunch of Frozen stuff.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Frozen's (laughs) Pavilion of Doom. Um, But... I remember that in order to make a reservation at an Epcot restaurant, you know, they had different countries, you know, you could eat in Japan, you could eat in Mexico. You just had to stand in front of the screen and like a lady would be like, where would you like to go tonight, little girl? I mean, like she saw us and it like blew our minds. And this was probably 86 or 87. So maybe your dad was capitalizing on the idea that he had young kids who wanted to talk to the screen and he was giving you guys a way to do it. Right. Yeah, I should... I should ask him. But if your dad was anything like my dad, he was reading Wired magazine. He was he was trying to figure out because like at that time, like there was so much new stuff. And I Mm -hmm. think a lot of the dads were like, I got to I got to go to Circuit City. I gotta find out what they're selling.
2: Dads love Circuit um, City. They love the good guys.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, Radio Shack dads back loved in those it. Radio
2: Shack, yeah,
4: great right. Place for That's dads. where
3: dads went to be like, I can't handle my life. I'm going to Radio Shack.
4: <laughs> I'm going to the place that none res- of my family will want to come.
3: <laughs> exactly. They respect me at
4: Radio Shack. They call me sir.
3: <laughs> yes. When um, I ask for something that I want, they give it to me. Radio Shack.
1: I mean that eventually we did get one of those big screen TVs where you pull out the cabinet and it has the three lights. Oh yeah. Sure. But this Fancy. was this was be- yeah, not to brag, but this was before that. This was yeah, just yeah, yeah. setting the camera on just a box. He's a
3: visionary. Just accept the fact that your father is a visionary. He
1: might be. He might be. I don't know. That's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I think it might be time for yes please or oh please, where yes, please that's, right. Of that. oh, oh, please. that's what you're right. This is where we talk about something highly controversial. People get canceled for this. We're not looking for diplomacy. I'm looking for your hot, raw takes. Whatever you feel. Off the cuff,
2: like just we were on say the couch it. with Andy Cohen himself.
1: That's right. Aha. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so now this one is controversial. People have strong feelings about it. Mm-hmm. White chocolate. Mm.
0: Have we not done white chocolate before?
1: I don't think we have. Maybe we have. Love it.
3: Love it. Love wow! It. Wow! Can't get enough
1: wow yes you know, know
3: that not a lot of
1: people feel that way robin right
3: i was given white chocolate as a young child and i was entranced i couldn't believe that the white thing i was eating was chocolate and i just ever since i've been like so um enamored hypnotized by it i would almost say love it
4: wow
0: I- it's not technically chocolate
1: uh-oh. It's not <laughs> technically chocolate.
0: <laughs> what what is it? Wow. What, what? Cream cheese.
3: Wow. Is it cream cheese. It's the
0: cocoa butter that is squeezed out of the chocolate.
3: So the what is it of then? Chocolate. It's marketing to it's make us think like it's chocolate. It's like
0: oil. It's like the oil that comes out of the chocolate.
2: So it's oil. So we should call it white oil.
0: White then? oil. <laughs> well, I I think most white chocolate you buy isn't actually technically even white chocolate. Like I think it's. A lot of the white, I know. Sorry, I feel like I'm, I'm being you, you annoyed. Know, Listen, you know, I know, you're, I know I'm being Daniel, Daniel here's no, the okay. issue: you it's know okay. what it's not, but you don't know what it is, no. <laughs> and that's the information cocoa, we need. F- cocoa butter. When you look at your white chocolate, you got to see if it's got actual cocoa butter. Am I right about this? I think I'm pretty sure. No, I'm right. I but some that, of it is
1: then. Like right, like, it's like very Ghirardelli or Ghirardelli so gift gif. Um, <laughs> I think. Ghirardelli white chocolate does have cocoa butter in it, but some white chocolate... Is, I think Daniel is right. Most mass it means market me to say that, that is
0: not actually white chocolate.
1: So the it's, Trader
3: Joe's white chocolate celebration bar that I get, it's like a little birthday cake of white chocolate...
1: Uh, That's not be. real white chocolate. It might be though. It might
4: be.
0: It might Sorry, be. Robin. It's time to grow up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's are no really Santa Claus in my life.
0: That's I don't know if white I can chocolate. This. this is the this is a segment where you tell me things you love and I shit on it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, this reminds me of a party I didn't go to it in San Francisco, but my friend threw, friend threw a party in San Francisco where you had to make a food, but it had to it had to look like not the food that it was. So an example mm. would be oh. like. You had a hot – you were serving hot dogs, but they were really – it was really – it's like that cake thing. It was is really a cake. Yeah, cake. they yeah. were early yeah. to the
2: is it cake phenomenon. It was phenomenon. very
3: – that's right. It was an analog is it cake, but it, it was just like, oh, look, I'm going to eat a dumpling. Just kidding. It's escargot. <laughs> <laughs> what did you make? Uh, I I didn't go to this party. I just heard about it, and oh. I wanted all the details, and I just – apparently it was a very innovative group of people. Hmm. Uh, sounds,
1: yeah, it so, sounds like molecular gastronomy. Yeah. before it had that name.
2: I really like. I really like white chocolate, and this is my this is the time when I like it the most. When it is like shaved into those little curls and put on top yes. of something. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know does this great? The Cheesecake Factory. The Cheesecake yes. Factory will shave off a little bit of white chocolate and kind of drizzle it over the top of another dessert. That to me is ideal.
3: I agree. Anne Marie calendars used to do that with their oh, chocolate yeah? truffle cake. Yes, they used to have white chocolate shavings. Mm. Ugh, That's shavings. shavings. That's the
2: word I'm looking for. I love a sh- yes. I love it. Yes.
3: It's a great accent. I love it. Yes.
4: Shaved.
2: I love no drama.
3: More
4: <laughs> friendly. According like to the internet, it was invented in 1937 and it was originally called Gallic. G A L A K. Oh. Which is a delicious-sounding name that I think they should have stuck with. More Gallic. Gallic.
1: That's Gallic is something you go to like an ENT for. Yeah,
4: sounds like a kind of cough that you. My baby's sick. I think he has Gallic. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we've got two likes, two loves, a like and a love, two loves. Daniel.
0: Yeah, I like it. Um, Mm. Although, uh, like I said, I don't love a lot of the. There'll be like a candy bar that you'll get from Hershey's or something. It'll be like white chocolate. And then it's like artificial tasting. And you're like, oh, it's not. It's just. So you got to be careful with it. I don't mean to be snobby about this one. But uh, I do think there's a difference between actual white chocolate. And then. the
2: Maybe the gap. Maybe what you're saying is the gap is wider between a, you know, something you get
0: at the. You know, it's one of those things where I don't know if there's actually a difference or if i learned about it and then i know the difference and then i feel like i feel like i can taste the difference i don't know if it's i'm really tasting the difference though do you know what What? try it out i think you'll like it yeah (laughs) but um but yes i like it
1: i didn't expect that from you
0: Mm.
1: because i feel like unexpected uh, today yeah i yeah I feel it's
0: like summer's you know really it's, good. Is
2: summer anything's anything's possible? Yeah, I, all bets are off. We're
0: gonna rip
1: especially. the sleeves off our
0: sweaters. <laughs> Get ready for this. I even like the white chocolate mocha at Starbucks at the starbu oh. at the fancy Starbucks oh. that used to be over on uh, that we used to live by over on La Brea.
2: Oh yeah, yes. do you miss that? Do you miss the Starbucks Reserve not having it so close?
0: I do, and they
3: have one like on different Hillhurst. versions. There's one in Los Feliz.
0: It's a little far for us. Yeah. Um, they uh they had different versions of all the drinks there, and their white chocolate mocha was better.
1: Daniel had a Starbucks Reserve wife, and somehow yes, I destroyed did. their relationship, but I can't remember why. He
0: moved me away from her to get oh me away yeah, from her.
1: that's what I did. I put distance between them. Um, but Daniel, but you feel that white chocolate is very inferior to other chocolates, right? Like milk no, and dark. I don't. I don't. What? No. Who did I marry? Then Who is the guy that I'm married to who feels that way?
0: I don't think it's inferior. I just think it's different. It's not chocolate.
1: Whoa. But it's good.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like that a good white chocolate me, macadamia just hit really cookie. Hard. Oh, and, d- yeah. D- d- that's a great white that's chocolate a great delivery system. Well, Absolutely. Yes. Of course. Everyone.
1: A- you have to be a real silly person to not like that.
0: I know. It's like, I I really like it. I
4: just, I don't, it's just not technically, I don't think it's technically chocolate, right? Whatever.
1: Jeff, so, like it so doesn't next you're matter. You're going to be
4: telling me that my White Diamonds perfume isn't really made out of White <laughs> Diamonds? <laughs> what? Elizabeth Taylor, you owe me $45. No, but it does smell like diamonds. True.
3: And weren't those commercials just the best? I just believed. <laughs> if you... If you haven't seen the Elizabeth Taylor White Diamonds commercial, just give it give it a YouTube and look at the most glamorous woman in the world selling you a glamorous
1: perfume. I think oh my that God. after we hear Jeff's feelings, I th- actually think after we finish talking about white chocolate, we might need to hear the White Diamonds perfume commercial. Diamonds.
0: Yes. Someone tweeted out an, uh, an old perfume ad from the 80s. It was for like Charlie. Is that what? Oh, yeah. Charlie! Oh. Oh, my God. Yes. And this ad, I I probably watched it five or six times because I was just trying to figure out who is the woman that this is trying to appeal to. <laughs> like, if you're thinking from the marketing point of view, like, who is the person who sees this and goes, I need to smell like what this ad is? <laughs> And it was like I was looking at a foreign like an alien culture. It was Is it
1: like it's a woman in like a boxy yellow blazer with um shoulder pads and she's like tan like a and whole, walking, like, right?
0: Show tunes element to it and she's comes off a cruise and she's like, yeah. I think you're thinking and of
3: Jean Nate. Are you thinking of uh, Jean Nate? I think it's guys. Charlie. Now, Charlie might have been yellow. Gina was very yellow, and it was... Kathy Lee Gifford, you know, I think was a (laughs) Gina girl, but... But Charlie was definitely in the seventies and eighties. And I don't remember the commercial, but it, they, it used to just go, Charlie. So I think it was just like a (laughs) horny lady. And if I can, if I can expand on this for one quick second, I have an encyclopedic knowledge of the seventies sitcom, What's Happening? Very formative in my life. And Shirley Hempel, who played the waitress, also named Shirley, there was one episode where she got or was gifted a bottle of Charlie perfume, and she kept – her whole storyline was her spraying it and walking into it and screaming, (laughs) Charlie! Because she was, like, ready to mate. She was ready. She was on the hunt. So maybe that's who it was made
1: for. Shirley Hempel. The horny waitress.
4: (laughs) We have a market of exactly one person.
1: Shirley Hempel. Daniel you found the commercial you're saying
0: I just texted it to you
1: to Uh-oh. me okay send, yeah send so wait should I text it to Jeff
0: yeah do whatever you do
1: well do I've never done do. this before
0: well all right I guess I can put it in the chat I don't know technology
1: Jeff what's our best bet here
0: Daniel
2: put it send me the link in the chat should we all point our cam our our photo cameras at the video <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me so call you my dad. Talk
2: to <laughs> it, it at the TV.
0: Yeah. And talk.
1: Yeah. Can you put it in the chat, Daniel? Do you yeah, know I'm how to do that? Yeah, I'm get it. I had
0: Point. it on a different device is why I did it that way.
4: Point your okay. camera towards Epcot Center. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I'll put it in the chat. Hold on.
3: It's like one day it'll be like, is this something that's going to be in the future? Like anything <laughs> your dad could have, <laughs> I know he could have gone so many. I have things.
2: a, I, I, I think when we, I have a statement about the '80s that I would like to make, but I, and I think this, this commercial will um, support it. I just want to want to tease that now.
1: Ooh! All
3: right. Okay. This looks
4: like Cheryl Ladd in this commercial. But go ahead.
1: It might be. But for all the people, the completists out there, just know that there's two chocolate opinions that we need to get to. Oh yeah, okay. yes. And an '80s opinion. I'm gonna, yes. I, I'm gonna, uh.
2: I'm gonna chamber this. This is Evergreen. We can finish the chocolate thing, but um, I, I would like to get some reactions to this statement about the '80s at some point. Okay. All right. Here's here's
4: the commercial since we're on. Okay, standby.
1: There's a fragrance that's here today And they call it Charlie different
0: fragrance that thinks your way Yeah, they call it Charlie Kind of young, kind of now Charlie, kind of free, kind of wow
2: Charlie,
0: kind
3: of fragrance that's gonna stay And it's here now Charlie Now the world belongs to Charlie by Revlon Oh yeah,
1: that's definitely not the yellow one I'm thinking of.
2: I want to. I want to smell like that. I want to put <laughs> yes. a little dab behind my ears. I want. Like, I maybe want to spritz a little on my balls. I'll be perfectly
3: yeah. honest with you. I'll have what he's having,
2: mm-hmm. and I think, I'll have what Charlie's want...
0: having.
3: Yes. Which
0: sounds She's like a, a good time. Spangly. That's right. She's wearing a spangly dress. Wow. She's got caught up to someone playing the piano, I think, or something. There's
4: a there's boating happening.
1: I have got to see this commercial. Boating.
4: Yeah, no, it was, it was Mel Torme at the piano of the Velvet Fog. Mel Torme, oh,
1: beautiful.
3: He sounds like he had fun doing it. He's like, ah, I want to do the Charlie. Are you kidding? Give it to me. <laughs> that was my Mel Torme. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, I'm not gonna. I'm so Wait, tempted it, to that watch add, this right now, but I'm ladies, not going to. Is
0: that add second wave feminism? I don't know the waves. <laughs> Uh it depends on how either. the ad feels
4: about sex workers, I think. Okay. <laughs> right. Something to do with that ad was directed by Bella Abzug. Fun fact. Oh, oh wow. I was wondering. That? that was a woman? joke. It might, oh, oh. I'm not funny.
1: I you, I didn't know whether to laugh or not <laughs> for the record. So
4: Bella Abzug be. is my go to hilarious feminist.
1: <laughs> um, okay. Jeff White Chocolate. Let's have it.
4: I like it fine, but I'm a Chocolate, chocolate guy. Like mm, chocolate, uh, chocolate has always been my thing. It always will be my thing. It will always be my number one choice. I love it. So I like white chocolate, but chocolate, chocolate.
1: Are you a dark or a milk guy?
4: I've become a dark chocolate guy in old age. Middle middle age has has, has uh, you know I've become the elder statesman of chocolate. Moved to dark <laughs> chocolate. So. Yeah, a little more dark chocolate now just because there's, yeah, just a little less sweet. But um, if it's good milk chocolate, I like it. If it's just kind of junky, waxy milk chocolate, I'm not too interested.
1: Well, I am like Robin. I really like, uh, dare I say, love white chocolate. And I didn't expect this to be such a white chocolate-friendly crowd. I, you know, look, this is yes please or oh please is the segment where i court controversy i just i'm
2: sorry yeah dip. i should have had a i should have had a hotter take i apologize I mean, i'm a bad no, it's guest
1: okay. it's okay I'm yell I mean, this at my is, mom
2: for booking
0: me
1: it's right but i, I, bu- <laughs> I <laughs> like ah! a play with fire with this segment you know and i just expected like j- like in you know Generally, I find that people are unkind to white chocolate. So I was going to just it's, knock everyone's socks off with how much I like it. But then yeah. it turns out that everyone here has the proper opinion. Um, I think I was first introduced to it. But, I, the, you know, we're really going back to my childhood a lot in this episode. My mom made white chocolate mousse, perhaps for her bridge group. I don't know. It was like some mm. fancy thing she made and she bought a brick of white chocolate or white chocolate pieces, I don't know, from the grocery store. It was the first time I'd ever tasted it. And like Robin, I was like, I can't believe this is white, but it tastes like chocolate. And then I thought it was so good, probably because it's a little sweeter than chocolate. Did you and dunk I just, it in
2: Crystal Pepsi? N-
1: <laughs> no, not not yet. Um,
2: Sounds like the ultimate, I can't believe what I'm tasting combination. I know.
1: Um, the only thing that I don't, Prefer in white chocolate is um, I had I had uh, a white around Halloween there was a white chocolate Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah,
0: that's not great. That
1: was surprisingly not good. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Don't mess
3: with don't mess with yeah. the Reese's. Just I don't
0: that in general, yeah that like- falls in that falls into the category of not actually even really white chocolate.
1: Per- yeah, that was just a white coating. Peanut butter with a white coat. See, that's like what of those. Is it Abba Zaba that aren't Aba-Zaba, that good? Abba Zaba, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. All right, I think now we might need to hear. Do you have the white diamonds commercial, Jeff? Yes,
4: I'm gonna. Okay, vi- yeah. Uh, Stand
1: uh
3: listen to the difference in luxury. I feel like this
4: is a visual too, but here we go. Ooh. Transported. Right. Not so fast, Tom Ryan. These
3: have always brought me A oh,
2: man. White diamonds. The intriguing fragrance from Elizabeth
0: Taylor. Intriguing. I feel like the eighties the were trying to turn all working ladies into uh and I don't mean like, you know, sex workers, uh into uh women who would date 007 or something
4: sure yeah, yeah like lady spies was yeah.
0: that the was that what every woman aspired yeah, this, to be this is
2: this is mm-hmm. my this i think this 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 dovetails well well into yes. my theory um and this is exactly what i've what i've been thinking of is this vibe okay Were was the sexuality of the 80s upsetting and disgusting
3: So there's a
1: whole. Or maybe not
2: disgusting, maybe terrifying is the word. I feel like it was very
4: athletic and (laughs) and sweaty it's sweaty and it was yes
3: front front and center and by the way Karina longworth just released a whole podcast season about erotic 80s so this I, is I exactly
2: this is exactly it. where i'm absolutely listening to that series uh it's called yeah. you must remember this it's a like yes. a podcast about old hollywood and she's doing like the sexy movies of the 80s like your fatal attractions uh and Oof. your postman always rings twice and i'm kind of what about remem- you're like
1: about last night is that in there
2: they have not done about last night yet,
1: because that was yeah, a quite a randy movie.
2: Well, uh, what was, was the based on a play? What were the? Do you remember some of the more sensual bits of that movie?
1: No, uh there was a wet spot, and someone had to sleep in it. Okay, but no, not was really. That, I just remember that my mom. Easy? What?
0: Jordan, did you mention the Big Easy? What was the movie you mentioned?
2: Oh, uh, let's see. What have they done? Fatal Attraction, Body Heat, Body. Uh, Porkies, Porkies. Pork, yeah, yeah, there's a big Porkies thing. Um, uh,
3: the Porky's thing, the Porky's episode. It was just like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like but it's, what? It's like oh yeah, this watching? thing was
2: terrible. This was really bad. Anyway, so it really makes the the sexuality of the '80s seem like like really really gross. And I kind yeah. of remember being a kid and like that feeling of being simultaneously grossed out and turned on when yeah. when like sure. the stuff would you know, pop up on cable or
4: whatever. It's, it's very like, it was a very steamy hot tub kind of hairy (laughs) sexuality. And I feel like it was, it was the transition from 60s Hugh Hefner sexuality to like Bob Guccione sexuality. Right. And a great example of it is uh, if you ever watched Buck Rogers, the TV series, you know the kind of things that are supposed to come off as sexy in that show are just so like they're just so sweaty and hairy and just it's just, oh it's just gross it's just it's just everything is like oh you oh so you were doing cocaine when you made this okay yeah. yeah yeah
0: okay yeah I think my memory of the eighties uh like what was considered sexy like the seventies was was what I consider more hairy and. You're you know, talking literally like bare chests, hairy too, yeah. bare hairy chests and people just like, you know, just letting it all hang out. And that's the just 80s, around your house. Zing. <laughs> the eighties, cocaine is really, to me, what defines that in hindsight. It's like yeah what was sexy was like shoulder pat like a very harsh athleticism. Like women had a very were supposed to have a very athletic bill. You had like and it was just like, yes, when you have sex, it's like uh, it's like a workout.
3: <laughs> well, I'll s-
0: it's what I strive for, right, honey? <laughs> <laughs> you check your Fitbit immediately afterwards to see how many <laughs> lot of calories steps. You Closes
1: his rings. We
0: march around the bed. We're gonna we're gonna do twenty laps around the bed. <laughs> the first uh, time I ever saw people burpees.
3: having sex. Ever was on a airplane. I don't know how old I. W- it was whenever Down and Out in Beverly Hills came out because it opens with oh. a scene with Richard Dreyfus oh. having sex with the housekeeper, and yes. I was just like, "What are they?" Do? And this was on a plane, like it wasn't uh-huh. edited out. <laughs> and so every movie had sex scenes. F- every movie I had, had boobs. Every movie yeah. had sex scenes. It was just front and center all the time. In my memory, no movies have yes. sex scenes
4: anymore. I just remember being freaked out by that eighties movie. There was oh. that there was that sex scene where it was like um the man and woman were like eating a piece of spaghetti in an alley and then they came mm. close mm. to each other and then right. their mouths met and just ugh, ugh. yeah, just over the top. I saw that on a plane too. I was very embarrassed. <laughs> Imagine
3: ah, how like
2: jarring a sex scene in a Marvel movie would be.
3: Oh god. Oh my god. Do you wonder yeah. I wonder if they've tried. I wonder if there's like strict no sex, you know, in the Marvel Bible.
0: I, I I bet there is. I bet there's some. I don't know that they need to to put it in the Bible. I feel like they they understand.
4: Yeah. Well, and our our movies are like a death sentence now. <laughs> you know, like if if your yeah. movie has an R rating, right. you're just you're just cutting your gross by a third. So nobody wants to do it anymore.
1: I have a question, and though, Jordan. So- you you mentioned remembering that feeling of being like simultaneously grossed out and turned on, and I'm just wondering, is that do you think that's specific to the kind of movies that we're talking about, or is that just the feeling of being that age and kind of like discovering sexuality? Cause that's what I kind of remember yeah. is the sort of being simultaneously like repulsed, but also fascinated by this whole world of sexuality.
2: Yeah, and, and obviously, like, I'm, I'm, I'm offering a peek at some baggage (laughs) when I'm saying this stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I guess, I guess maybe what I'm, what I'm getting at is that, like, none of this stuff, none of this stuff that we're talking about made sex seem Fun. It was always like forbidden desires, your darkest forbidden (laughs) desires. Like, yeah, it's this kind of thing that like in the shadows, you know, underneath the corporate blazers, there are lacy things (laughs) that no one must see. Like that to me, that vibe is the sexuality of the 80s. Like the Mm -hmm, voice, like the the vibe of that Elizabeth Taylor thing is like when the fog rolls in and... And no, and the everyone is asleep. The, the (laughs) beasts must come forth and do their beastly dance. You know, it's like that. It's It's like
0: Dungeons and Dragons vibe.
3: yeah the white diamonds ad is so much more menacing than the charlie ad right you know the charlie ad is like hey let's have sex or not i don't care keep playing yeah (laughs) like (laughs) it's
2: interesting think that kind of oh sorry go ahead daniel
0: you know i was just thinking like from the point of view of who i was in the 80s which was a kid yeah i totally agree you're 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 right jordan like but what it was was like the projection of what adult sexuality was right seemed very unappealing to me yes but then there was at the same time tons of these really low budget sort of movies aimed at teenagers that had a different angle on it that was so it was like you know all those spring break and all that kind of shit like yeah sure uh maybe that's the other side of the but those movies, yeah, the adult the adult stuff seemed like ugh, seedy and just sweaty and just ugh, like what's appealing yeah, about what's sexy about it? You're, gonna, any you're of that? gonna
2: get your your pet bunny gonna get
0: killed and it's, oh no! Yeah, it was just like I think, but it was like it's like the Coke thing. It's like it's just like a sweaty three thirty a.m. like just everyone's yeah. Ugh. It's not like you're on a ski trip with a bunch of cute girls.
3: But that was like the fantasy, though, is like that you would go on a ski trip and like that those movies were selling you the idea that if you went on a ski trip, you'd get to have tons of sex. And then if you're me and you went on a ski trip or some equivalent, you'd be like, is everybody (laughs) having sex? Because I'm not, you know, (laughs) it just created this weird. I don't know if pressure is the right word, but it just created a world in which like, like that was what I thought was happening. Or, you know, there's – I always think of, like, that movie – I don't know if it was called My Private Tutor or My Private Chauffeur or something where it was just, like, a a a young guy has to get a tutor and she's really hot. And then, like, every time I had to get, like, a math tutor, like, I was always so thrown when it wasn't, like, a hot guy, (laughs) you know? I was like, this isn't how it was in that movie. They kissed and fooled around and that's how this should be.
1: Oh, I had a crush on every single Every not gross older man in my life, I think I had a crush on. Sure. I, like, It's insane when I look back on it. And every time I left the house, basically, I was like, uh, most likely I could meet someone and fall in love. And I know, Daniel, you were convinced you were going to run into Ali Sheedy in the airport, right? Mm-hmm. Your love. I was
0: traveling from... I believe I was going from Connecticut uh, to Tucson with a stopover in uh, Chicago, and I was about ninety percent sure that I was going to run into Ali Sheedy in the airport, (laughs) and I was ready. How old were you? Probably twelve, maybe (laughs) maybe younger, maybe eleven. And uh, (laughs) listen, I mean, you know, it's been a lot of years since then, but Ali. Your loss. (laughs) Look at my balls. (laughs)
1: That's what I was gonna
0: say. That's what I was gonna say. Hey, um, yeah. Oh, they can suck my nuts.
3: I mean, I remember I had a. I mean, if this is this is gonna really age me, but I had a Top Gun poster on my wall, and me and my friend Laura, we used to kiss our top, not each other. We used to kiss the Top Gun poster because we loved Tom Cruise so much, and then. You know, I went and saw Top Gun Maverick this weekend and I was yes. just I was right back in there. But wow. I didn't feel the same kind of sexual chemistry that I felt I had with him as a 12 year old. Right. You know, do you think is,
2: is, is it part of him? it just growing up or is part of it yeah. just like knowing about, you know, the Tom Cruise of it all?
3: I think it's both, but I think, you know, there's been uh, – the yes, I think it's both. I think growing up and you're like, oh, maybe Tom Cruise isn't my type anymore. Maybe I should take that on this poster. And then also, you know, I think it was the famous couch jump that all of us – I don't think pre-couch jump I was hot for him still. But uh, he was more intriguing to me before he jumped on that couch, I'll tell you that much.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I had Michael Jackson – pictures all over my walls yes. and I used to kiss yes. those and also and when I think back on like the level of practically origami that was involved in this I had tiny little pieces of paper that I would tape on his eyes and cover them when I would change clothes <laughs> Oh wow. my god yeah that's incredible and I remember an like- adult telling me <laughs> that he they heard he was gay. And That's I remember being kind of crestfallen by that. And I I forget if I've mentioned this on the show or not. And and I cuz I, I I when I got older I thought to myself two things. One, were there already rumors of him liking kids at that point and was this a soft peddling of that? Yeah. Or t- and Michael two J. Fox? No, Michael I said Jackson. Michael Jackson.
0: Oh, 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 why was I thinking Michael J. Fox? Okay.
1: Cause spread that rumor. Because yeah. many people also like Michael J-, J. Fox. but um, And two, like, why tell me that? It wasn't like I needed to get over my crush on Michael Jackson. Right. You know? Right. Thanks for that dose of reality, person who told me that. I don't know.
3: Was it maybe his voice back then that made people think he was gay? Like, maybe. that was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the... The accusations I don't think started until there's I listened to a great like deep dive on all those accusations. Um, I don't think they started till the early nineties. Okay.
1: So I then could ma- be wrong. so maybe that was that that would you know what? Given the time, it would make sense, like his dancing and his voice, that people might have been like, Oh, he's he's gay. So yeah, that would yeah. make sense. Anyway, I was a kid. Those I didn't jerks. need someone talking to me. It wasn't like I was about to really date him.
2: Do you put little? Know. Do you Says tape?
1: Says you. You don't know.
2: <laughs> do you tape little pieces of paper over Daniel's eyes when you change?
1: I do. <laughs> that's what, yeah. Th-
2: yeah, that's where that comes. He from, hates
1: it, but it just makes me. It makes me feel more comfortable. Yeah. I can't help it. Speaking of eyes, uh, I want to tell you guys about Warby Parker. In fact, if you can see this video, I am putting on my Warby oh. Parkers right now. Oh. I exclusively wear Warby Sharp. Parkers. Ah. I have two pairs of glasses. Uh, and they are both Warby Parkers. Warby Parker offers everything you need for happier eyes. Eyeglasses, sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams. And you can shop with them online or in stores. Glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. Try Warby Parker's free home try-on program. Order five pairs of glasses to try at home for free. There's no obligation to buy. Ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. Try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash best friend. Um, I don't know. And Daniel also exclusively wears. We're a real Warby Parker family. Um, I love Warby Parkers. He is putting his on right now. Those are his Warby Parker prescription sunglasses. But his oh, yeah, regular, uh, seeing glasses, non sunglasses, are also Warby Parkers. Um, I love the home try on thing. They make it so easy. You go online take a quiz you choose five different frames that you want to try they send them to you you try them on you can take pictures with them you can you know ask the opinions of people if you either be it, they also have photo. a photo
0: cool virtual yeah. try on that actually is really good
1: yeah but also the home one there's virtual but then there's also the home one so you can actually like put them on your face uh and then you send them uh back uh and then you choose which one you want it's super great, and um, and they have great customer service. And, yeah, all around, I just uh, – uh, I'm a big Warby Parker fan. So, again, try five pairs of glasses at home – for free at warbyparker.com slash best friend. And then I also want to tell you guys about Bombas. bombus's mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you're also giving to someone in need. I love Bombas because they're <clears throat> all about comfort. I hate itchy tags and those scratchy seams in the neckline, and Bombas solves that problem for me. They designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on everyday Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. They're made from super soft materials like merino wool, pima cotton, and even cashmere, which makes them the perfect cozy layer. There's a pair of Bomba socks for everything you do. Um, I particularly like their no-show socks, which are... They don't show, but they stay on. They're super comfy. And then also, I like their um, ankle socks. Well, I like... they. Bombas has ruined all my other socks because they're just so like perfectly engineered. They hug your feet. They're super comfortable. Um, they're just, they're my favorite socks. Uh, and their t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features. They're super soft. Everything is very comfortable. Uh, and uh, did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy go to bombus.com/ best friend and get 20% off your first purchase that's bombus dot scom slash best friend for 20% off bombus.com slash best friend okay you know what I was thinking at different times of in my life there has been <clears throat> something that I've looked forward to every day something like small, that has made getting out of bed easier. For example, uh, and it's like cliche, but I've really looked forward to the coffee that I'm going to drink in the morning, or I've really looked forward to like if there's a um you know a TV show I'm really into or a book or a this or a that. Oftentimes it is coffee, but and right now maybe my coffee routine is getting stale. I don't know what it is, but there's. And of course, I love my children and my husband and blah 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 blah. But there's like nothing really that each morning. And I'm not talking about being depressed, even though I'm always a little bit depressed all the time. But I'm just saying, like, there's nothing. There's no. There's not like that one thing that I'm like, oh, that's like making giving like a little bit of sparkle to mm-hmm. my day or my morning. Do you guys have any one thing right now? Quarts. <laughs> uh. Gosh, you know,
2: I yeah, that's it, it's a very interesting question. I I think I am discovering that more now like um you know, uh uh now that stuff is is open, I am like I am just making so many hang plans. I am just mm. like such an extrovert. I just like need that friend energy i just need that like companion energy uh so yeah i am just like getting a drink with whoever wants to get a drink and i am just like any any like person i kind of worked with a couple years ago who wants to grab lunch i'm like yes great here's five suggestions who wants to see (laughs) a band that i heard once on kcrw and i think i kind of liked them they're coming to town we gotta go you know so i think i'm i definitely am like over over like cramming myself with hangs because I'm mm-hmm. like just enjoying them so much. Like every, you know, just like happy hour I go to, every like, you know, schmoozy coffee that's kind of not productive. I'm really enjoying like any live music thing. Uh I'm still not to the point where I want to go see improv again. That's when I'll know I'm really desperate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know And maybe you I'll haven't get there. had
1: COVID, right?
2: I did have COVID.
1: Oh you did. Yeah. Oh. I had How it, was I had, that for you? Uh
2: I had it around Christmas and it was fine. I got the old Christmas omicron mm. and uh I had a little sore throat for a couple of days and uh and it was fine. Is, so yeah. Is your brain smaller? Uh yeah, me 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 brain is little. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a funny way to say that. I don't think my brain is smaller, but it might be. How would I'm not you know my brain?
1: So yeah, I mean and, that you know, sounds like someone whose brain whose brain is sounds like what someone who's okay. I haven't even had it in my brain shrink. That sounds like what someone whose brain is smaller would say is what I was trying to say. And I'm so glad I've stopped the show to make that point.
2: I got my bumper dinged at the swat and gobble. (laughs) 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 So yeah. And obviously like trying to be careful and uh, doing stuff outside and wearing a mask if you go inside and uh, all of that. Um, But yeah, I'm just like, I'm just enjoying hanging and that has given me a kind of, um excitement to get out of bed that mm-hmm. I haven't had in a while so
1: nice. nice what about you robin
3: i will say i really look forward to that first cup of coffee and just sitting and looking at my phone in those early parts of the morning but i will say this and this isn't going to answer the question i have found the need lately to unplug from the matrix And I'm trying to do Instagram right now only on the weekends and not looking at Twitter or all the dumb websites that I look at first thing in the morning. I'm trying to fill my eyes with something new because uh, I just wasn't looking at interesting stuff or Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, or or stuff that was stimulating or truly made me curious but I think I, I think for me the bigger problem is that I have a bad attitude toward, towards summer, mm-hmm. and I know that sounds antithetical to our, our sweater. You know, the, swe- I,
2: the sweater says you otherwise. Know, sometimes
3: <laughs> I was told my first year as a TV writer, you got to dress against your mood, and I never forgot Ooh. it. But no, <laughs> my mood is fine. I just feel like. Um, like I feel like summer's a weird time and weird things happen in the summer and in the last three days I, I, this is going to be really sad but in the last three days, Friday to today, I've had two very close friends lose their dogs mm-hmm. out of oh, nowhere yeah, sure. and I'm like, my reaction was Fuckin ye- fucking summer man, yeah. Yeah. here you came again and Uh, and then Mm. last year, my next door neighbor—not the person who gave me the sweater—but my next door neighbor died in the house during the summer in an accident. See, so
1: I blame. I just have trouble with it. (laughs) I, for me, all your your summer feelings for me are I feel all that, but just specifically August. The only good Daniel's birthday is in August, but other than that. A lot of like, the locus of bad shit that's happened in my life has happened in August. But it's good to know it can bleed into other months as well. Um, Yeah. That's pretty. Oh, that's that's sad. Were these dogs older dogs?
3: No, it was like totally the what what Sadie's best friend just just collapsed the other day. And then my my dear friend Eden's dog died this morning of pneumonia. Uh And it's just to have to, you know, I, I of course, want to be supportive. But I blame you, Summer. And I hope this isn't I hope this isn't a pattern of things to come but i just feel like because summer represents less control and less structure i just feel like things run amok and i especially you know august is when all the therapists take off traditionally <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't know that it yeah. is it's true Oh well they all go to like, like a therapist say, island <laughs> they all go i i could say this it may not still be a thing but it used to be a thing that like bad stuff would happen in the summers when the therapist took the month off or in August you know that may not still be the case though with our better helps and whatnot
1: Robin you and I need to get together and eat white chocolate and talk about how <laughs> much do. summer can suck I don't dick. trust summer I, don't I trust hate it. it when I think of summer I think of a cassette tape just melting in the back of a car <laughs> nothing specifically good. Aerosmith's greatest hits because that was the one that for me uh, that melted Um, That was a great
3: one. I just, you know, for me, I was such a camper. I went to camp from like (laughs) third grade until I was in college. And then when you realize like, oh, I'm out of college and people have to like or like do stuff in the summer, like life just continues.
1: It makes me mad. Yeah. (laughs) But back to this coffee that you're drinking while you're not looking at apps. Is this like a French press? What kind of coffee?
3: It's a carrig. It is okay, a Kerrig. It is San Francisco Bay. They have the compostable pods, so I don't feel bad okay. about it. It's called San Francisco Bay French Roast. And I really enjoy it. I really like it. It's actually good coffee. Um, but that's, I'm a morning person, so I will tend to get out of bed no matter what. Um what But time? that first cup of coffee is time. What time? What time are you getting up? Around seven. I mean, right now around seven. If I'm not mm-hmm. if I'm not working somewhere specific, I still get up early, but I go to bed really early too. i a to lot get, of fun.
1: What time do you go to bed?
3: I go to bed around ten. Oh, I like that. Thank you. But last night, <laughs> last night. Absolutely. Last night we went to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery to see The Wizard of Oz because it was mm. Judy Garland's 100th birthday. Oh cool. That ended at 11:15 and then we had to watch we had to watch the Tony Awards, so we were up really late last wow. night and it ruined my day today. Are you familiar so.
0: with the plays that were in that were nominated cuz I feel like if you're not in New York, it's so hard to know
3: well, weirdly, yeah. there was the they did a run of the the one that won for best play was called the Lehman Trilogy, and it was out here oh, at yes. the. Yes, I
1: it saw was great. people posting about that.
3: It was great, and my neighbor Adam was actually the star of it, which was crazy. And then uh, the musical that won best musical is called A Strange Loop, and uh, we happened mm-hmm. to be in New York a co- for Memorial Day weekend, and we happened to get last minute tickets, so we were just like really invested in A Strange Loop.
0: Was that great? So we
3: had. It, it, it's it's an inc- it's just an it's just incredible, and the music stays in a loop in your head. Hmm. So I was happy to see that show win.
0: A strange but loop.
3: A strange loop. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's about a guy named Usher. Well, the the composer's Sold. name, the guy who wrote it, is named Michael Jackson. First of all, but he uh-huh. named the character in his show yeah. Usher. And it's, about it's about a man who a-
2: finds love in this club. <laughs>
3: It's about um, a guy named Usher who's a Broadway usher at the Lion King who's writing a musical about a Broadway usher at the Lion King who's writing. It's like a loop, right? And it's so it's so amazing, and it's 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 an incredible show. If you if you're curious at all, give it a Google.
1: Give it a Googs. I am curious. I also need to see everything everywhere all at once. Oh, yeah.
3: Yes, I haven't seen it either. It's great. Jeff. I feel like Jordan has. I have. Jordan, seen it. have you? It's it's, it's great. Yeah.
1: Is it as good as everyone says? I feel like Jeff says? has,
3: too. Have you seen it, Jeff? I have not. Oh. Yeah. I do, too. There,
2: there's a little bit. I will say it starts out with a little bit of bad comedy. It starts out with some mm-hmm. comedy where I was I was watching them, and I was kind of late to the game. You know, I was late to it. It, You know, it, it had been the greatest thing everybody had ever seen for a couple weeks before I made it out to see it. And it starts out, and it has a little bit of bad comedy up top to where I'm like, uh-oh, oh, Oh, God, I can't be the guy who doesn't like this. I can't, I can't, I don't need this. I'm enjoying hanging out too much. If I'm the guy who doesn't like this (laughs) movie that everyone likes, I'm going to be – So I was worried. I was kind of like sitting there gripping like, uh uh uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. But that bad comedy is very brief, and there is a lot of good comedy in it, and it is terrific. Once it kind of like – Once the sci-fi stuff kind of kicks off and it starts – getting cuckoo it's it's really terrific i really like it and uh i do not think people have been overhyping it it's great
1: okay Ah, thank you for the warning yeah jeff yeah is there anything you look forward to every day
4: yes similar thing i've been drinking a lot of tea lately so Mm. i have a couple of teas that i'm really liking so i always look forward to them in the morning and then just waking up with my new ish cat big Louie, and he's been he's a good guy but he's been really opening up and warming up a lot and he's very silly and predictable and i just look forward to the wacky things he's going to do when we wake up in the morning it's always funny and and then he just kind of trots out in the kitchen and waits for me to come out and get my morning started and just play with him a little bit and it's just always fun i look forward to that
1: oh that's very sweet he's a good guy Daniel, what about you? I know you're 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 Mister Matcha now.
0: I don't really look forward to well, it or anything.
3: We know what his hair looks like when he wakes up. in the morning.
0: <laughs> Pretty much,
1: Daniel has been running in his sleep. Ooh. It's the weirdest it's a great thing. So I'll be in Just bed, trying to get those
2: steps in, <laughs> yep. trying to close
0: those loops. I Can know. To I gotta close those loops.
1: There's been a few times where I'm in bed and I'm very or one. What? What'd you say? A few
0: times or one time?
1: No, there's been, it's been more than once. I was gonna say I'm very particular about how my covers are. No, yeah, I'm very particular about how my covers are. I just like everything to be, I like to be tucked in like up to my mouth. (laughs) I like everything really like bunched (laughs) up around me. If I get in bed and I pull up the blankets and they only come up to like below my shoulders, I have to remake the bed yeah. or, yeah, no can do. So I like everything up, scrunched around me. So I felt something like kind of creating stress and pressure in the sheets, like not really pulling them down, but, t- but yeah, kind of pulling, pulling them. And I was like, is Daniel stretching out his foot? But it feels like he's like stretching and kind of like, flexing it like what is going on but i was like really tired so i didn't look and then finally i did look and he was his the low his his feet were running like flintstone style that's amazing (laughs) that is awesome and it made me realize when i felt this before that is what's been happening
2: just going to get some giant ribs (laughs) i mean who knows yeah they're gonna tip over the car
1: it it was weird because I'm like, there's so much movement for just flexing. It's so strange, but you have no you memory of this.
0: Why would I? I was asleep, honey.
1: Well, I don't know. Were you, you having could, like you a, Sonic a dream. The hedgehog
0: dream? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, but uh, you know, no regrets. Hashtag no regrets.
1: So what right. you're saying is, though you've so. switched from coffee to matcha, you don't look forward to it. It's just a thing you do
0: uh no i mean i've it's, talked to it's a all right couple,
2: i feel like i i have there's two things going on with all of the people in my life one they're all switching from coffee to matcha, and two <laughs> they're all doing mushrooms um, uh,
1: are they microdosing
2: i think so yeah a lot i of know people who are doing this as well no, right why are, is why anyone here microdosing I'd love no, no, but
3: i no. I, I was given I was given a Rolo of mushrooms or whatever, and I think that's the microdose. It's Ooh, sitting on my good. counter.
2: And you're um, right. So you're, and you could microdose at any minute.
3: Right now, but I just st- have been could... staring at it. I oh. don't know what to do with it.
2: Yeah, you have right to
3: be. You have to be. I don't want to just like be on a podcast while microdosing. <laughs> we I don't want know. that. <laughs> the listener <laughs> but, wants by the that. Way, the yeah. person who gave me the Rolo is in my extended family and mm-hmm. gave it to me when we were at my in-laws house. And she was like, girl, let's do this now. And I was like, I can't imagine Oof, anything no, bad worse. I, no, I'm right. not. Yeah, She's yeah, like, I'm, I'm rolling. I'm, I'm rolling. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm with you on the so white
0: level. chocolate. I'm with you. On Why this do decision. they do it? And what does it do for you? Why are they? What's the benefit?
3: psilocybin i guess it's supposed to make you feel happy i don't
1: really know There's yeah I, I think people it.
2: do use it to treat depression and anxiety and stuff like that um and so supposedly
1: yeah. it's supposed to like so fitzsimmons does it although and oh, really? he was he had yeah well, That it's tracks supposed to, i guess
2: with what i it tracks for me too, seems yeah. like the,
1: yeah. supposed to he ba- so he battles um depression So it's supposed to be for that, but it's also supposed to, like, make you feel more creative and more opened up and stuff like that.
3: I've done mushrooms in my life, but it's been very, you know, they always say set and setting. And I still think even with – look, I know nothing about microdosing, but I would want to be in the right set and setting for that at least the first time so I could understand what to expect.
0: Well, isn't the idea with microdosing, though, it's not like a full – the full experience so you're still right. under control
3: right 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 yeah 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 i've yes. only
2: done i've only done little teeny bits of mushrooms like at you know music festivals or whatever and it's only because i'm i'm like scared to hallucinate i'm like the the idea of it is 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 really scary to me um much like the sexuality of the 80s it terrifies <laughs> me um but I've only had these little 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 nibbles and it just kinda makes you feel made me feel I, stoned and I've kind of enjoyed it, but I don't I'm a little scared to go beyond that.
0: I've done mushrooms yeah. a couple of times I, I never really hallucinated. Yeah. So just to give you some sort of sense of Okay. Uh,
1: and I've never I've never even done a little nibble of mushrooms, but I'm so curious about it maybe it's a rollo it is was what the I cover made.
3: of la magazine a couple weeks a couple months ago of like all the moms in la are doing mushrooms and i was yeah. given the, just, i was given the Rolo by where a do they LA get mom. it
0: do they have a dealer or is it legal
1: i don't know i that's Isn't such a illegal? good question i don't know see greg said that it was like it's pills and it's legal but i don't but then i googled and i didn't i found that in canada like you can order it in Canada, and you can they send it to Canada. But I don't know where my, in the my, U.S. My you girlfriend
2: get it. can bring it down from Canada when she comes to visit
1: next. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> now, is this a girlfriend that no one's ever seen? Yeah,
2: but she's totally like happy to help you. But she's like, but she just because she's like super busy with like um modeling, mo- modeling. Yeah. Modeling. How'd you guys meet? Uh, <laughs> on a modeling message board
1: oh wow yeah
2: i did a little modeling too so i like
1: oh that's cool she's real and i love that the models
2: have a message and i love (laughs) them
3: yeah they do like
2: let's not talk more about it and ask me details about it because that's like boring and you know like so let's just not make that's
1: really that's great though i'm happy that you found love yeah thanks it's
2: great and canada's great and it's all just great i'm just really excited
1: how long Um, have you guys been going out
2: um,
0: so why do you switch to matcha, Daniel? Why did you switch to matcha? <laughs> oh. What's the. I, uh, heard it had more caffeine and I was oh. kind of like getting bored with coffee. Like I didn't, I lost my taste for coffee, but I didn't want tea. And so mm-hmm. I tried matcha and I thought it tasted good. And so that's it. I don't know. I may just switch to like a ground up Adderall or something.
2: <laughs> that was another phase in my friend group, the Adderall phase. Now everybody's doing mushrooms, but there was a little Adderall phase.
0: Sounds like a better phase now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, I want to tell you guys about Policy Genius. If someone relies on you financially, a child, a parent, or even a business partner, life insurance gives you peace of mind that they have a financial cushion if something happens to you. Policy Genius is your one-stop shop to find the insurance you need at the right price. Head to policygenius.com to get started. In minutes, you can compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. The licensed agents at Policy Genius are on hand through the entire process to help you understand your options and make decisions with confidence. The Policy Genius team works for you, not the insurance companies. Policy Genius doesn't add on extra fees. Policy Genius doesn't sell your info to third parties. They have thousands of five-star reviews across Google and Trustpilot. They have options that offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Since 2014, Policy Genius has helped over 30 million people shop for insurance and placed over 150. billion in coverage head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save again that's policygenius.com okay I think uh, we have time is it for-
3: okay if I have some breaking news for Daniel Quantz? breaking news for Daniel Quants. yeah hang on yeah thank you thank you guess what today is Daniel guess what today is. It is June 13th.
0: National Matcha
3: Day. Close. Today happens to be Allie Sheedy's birthday. <gasps> wow.
0: And here she is.
3: Oh <laughs> All <my laughs> Allie, God. come on out. How, How did I miss it? Daniel. well when, like, that's very exciting. Yes. So, Allie, this one's for you. It's Listen, not too you know, late, Daniel.
0: All, Allie could be having a wonderful birthday with me right now If she had just gone to O'Hare <laughs> In 1984
1: Does and, she have a Chicago connection? Well she, I don't,
0: Those movies all took place in Chicago I think cause, uh, It looks John, like
3: she's a New York gal But yes those movies were all Chicago based um, She's divorced Daniel um, I feel like I, feel she, like I
0: could Probably <laughs> make that happen now Dequants I mean. on snappy. What
2: is oh, what is she up to? I'm gonna guess she's on Jag.
3: She she was on something recently. Oh definitely my God. a
0: CBS show. She, yeah.
3: She definitely. all she has appeared in the episode Leapin Lizards of CSI, in which she played a woman who murdered her boyfriend's wife while mixed up in a cult. She was also in an episode of Psych. And she's been reprising that role for three seasons.
0: If you're ever wondering where someone is from you know oh where whatever hap, ever happened to so and so it's one of two things they're either on a CBS show or they are um, running some sort of new age self-help guru thing right
1: oh she my god she was
3: married to David Lansbury the nephew of Angela Lansbury so <laughs> she has one son who is now a trans man who who she supported during his transition and said, she's learned from,
4: no.
3: oh, but she's, good. but nice. then she filed for divorce. So, you know,
4: done learning. You know.
3: Murder. He didn't write. It's yeah. So very reference. That's good.
1: I liked it. Sorry. Um, and there's a Janet Lansbury also, I, who I think is Angela Lansbury's niece, but I'm forgetting the exact relationship is like a parenting guru. And the New Yorker wrote an oh. article about her and she has a podcast about parenting. And the she's,
3: Lansbury family is just so she, prolific.
1: Yeah, she's a former model, so Jordan, she might know your girlfriend. Yeah, I'll she's ask. gonna be on your message boards. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'll, just, I'll, you know, ask around on the message boards.
1: Um, let's do an iTunes comment of the week. Now, oftentimes we do a positive and a negative, which is to let you guys know that I keep it real. We don't have a negative this week, haters. You just got to try harder.
4: Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison
0: wants them, yes she does. Please leave her some iTunes
1: comments and don't forget to click five
0: stars. Is this a haiku? It's a haiku. Uh Oh well, see, because you cut off the. Um, you sent this to me, but you cut off the. I know. I pulled them
1: up on my phone, where I can't see the full oh, the headline.
0: So it just says a more descriptive hi.
1: <laughs> I feel like it probably said a more descriptive haiku.
0: From Callie Lily Focus odd feces. Oh, right. Focus odd feces. Famously hates still water. You are what you eat.
1: Mm. I like that one. It's powerful. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um there's a backstory here. Which I shared on the show. Daniel, were you on the podcast where you heard my personalized haiku? No. Did you know that someone wrote a haiku for me at a party? I'll just make this yes. real fast. Yeah. This retread. Has anyone was anyone on this ep- anyone here on that episode? Okay. I so I'm I went not. to Jackie Johnson's baby shower. Jackie Johnson, by the way, is now a couple days past her due date. This oh, baby. Oh. Yeah. Well, she, she better might, she,
4: induce if her baby wants to be a guest on Allison Rosen as her new best friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, yeah, she may, So anyway, um, they had it was like a really cool idea. They had a couple hipsters with old fashioned typewriters, and I was like, "What's going on over yeah. there?"
2: I, I, I think I've had I've had this done at a. You have. Another event, yes. it's okay. not a haiku, but yes, I've 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 done the personalized poem by the man in the bowler hat.
1: Yes. Right. So right. you, the way it works is they write you a personalized haiku. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, for some reason was like hesitant to go over there, but then um this guy Tony Rodriguez, who's a comedian, who's very funny, like he and I got up the nerve to go over there together and they were they thought we were a couple but we we weren't we're like no we're we're just you know teamed up together to come over here and so you get you tell them a word and you chat with them and then they write your haiku so as soon as we sat down all of a sudden there was like a kind of a commotion inside and it was like everyone go inside everyone go inside because they were going to like cut the cake and make speeches and stuff like that so i hadn't so the woman said to me like are you comfortable just telling me a word and then i'll write the haiku and i was thinking well, not really, because you haven't even gotten a chance to know me. How yeah, can how you write personalized me a haiku? is
2: it going to be? This is just some yeah. random haiku.
1: Granted, who cares? I guess I do. Yeah, no, I would so, want the
2: full experience. I yeah. wouldn't want to feel like it was. No, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on this so far.
1: Right, but I didn't say that. Instead, I said, "Sure." My word is confidence. Mm. So she's like, she's like, "What's your word?" And I said, Conf- I, I said it like this. confidence Confidence? and then as i stood i stood up i said okay so by the way i have two kids and i host three podcasts and then i walked away and then i came back to get my haiku uh and here's what it is again very inventive but tony his not tony Thaxton, tony rodriguez his word was like journeys and his poem was like Apparently I may, everyone was just fawning all over it. It was amazing. It involved peaks. I mean, it was just amazing. Here's mine. Recorded voice strong. Schedule busy. Heart full. You know you got this.
0: You know you got this, girl. It sucks.
1: <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> a lot oh, of are no.
2: no. And you know, this person's writing, you know, 35 haikus a night. I yeah, you know.
1: That was the general consensus. There was someone there who's like, that's like the Pacifica commercial of haikus. And I was like, it kind of is. It is. There's but so much it,
3: more than yeah, that. Yeah, why is it so
1: bad, though? But then I felt like, well, how can I really be upset? She didn't really talk to me. She didn't talk to me at right. all. But I did, I did spend time thinking, what vibe am I giving off? I'm yeah. giving off this vibe.
0: I. I just don't like the part where she seemed to think that you needed a pep talk.
1: Well, right. I did say my word is confidence.
0: Well, <laughs> you gave off I need a pep talk vibes. So. I guess I did, but that's not- and obviously
2: she has a lot of like respect for podcasters because I think you know the what she's projecting is like you know this is this is hard work. It takes up mm-hmm. a lot of time, so she obviously like respects the art form, which I appreciate.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, I don't think she liked you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right.
1: No the passive think,
2: aggressive haiku.
3: <laughs>
1: I think clearly the vibe I'm giving off is very milk toast mom. And I need to work on that.
4: Here we go. Let's let's try it again. We'll we'll give you a practice session. You okay. got this girl. Allison, you got this. Allison. what what is your word?
1: I'm sorry, but different. do you know what's in the <laughs> okay.
4: I think you got this as such
2: kind of a cliche now it's just something yeah. that's on like oh, a yeah. wine glass you get at target or something like that yes. so I think there's that element is there there's a little bit yeah. of a like cliche
4: right you know the yeah concept. when I got my haiku done it said I don't I don't skinny dip I chunky dunk. Right. And live, Whoa. laugh, love. So uh-huh. it yeah. just seemed very. Right. It's
2: not a bald spot. Yeah. It's a solar panel for a sex machine. Sure. <laughs> exactly.
0: Right. And right. Then but it, that, it just but said but that haiku writer was at Home Goods.
4: Exactly.
1: Right. Yeah, mine just said Taco Tuesdays.
4: Right. <laughs> it's um, wine o'clock somewhere. Mm-hmm.
1: So Daniel, read the new one. Don't again Don't talk
4: to me till I've had my haiku. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh
0: Hang on. Okay, it says ah. Uh, Focus, odd feces, famously hates still water. You are what you eat.
1: I like that. I feel It has a point of view. It has right. a point yeah. of view. I feel like that's good. You guys, this yeah. has been delightful.
3: Oh, it's always delightful.
1: It's the most delightful. It couldn't even have been more delightful. We didn't even get a chance to talk about whether Michael Peterson is guilty or not. He's real so fast okay oh, he, is, he is right fucking so guilty, Fuck guilty? staircase yes. the stair the staircast. staircase oh, okay. the, st- the that's staircase
0: podcast about the staircase that's
1: the when staircase. you
3: simulcast the staircase
1: yeah uh, and don't worry that's not a spoiler because it's a case from a long time ago and it's been um the subject of many documentaries and podcasts so
3: yeah i haven't watched the live i haven't watched the thing with colin firth i tried to watch it and i couldn't for various reasons and uh it just made me revisit the case and i was like oh yeah 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 yeah." he he's full he fully killed her (laughs) yeah and he killed his first wife so probably yeah who also ironically and coincidentally fell down a staircase to her first to the first wife's death
1: yeah they They do a good job of making you doubt it for a moment and then you come around and then if you're me, you're like, I can't believe they made me doubt it. Um, But yeah, as Daniel points out, it's not really a spoiler since none of us actually know. But okay. No, it's not the
3: owls either, by the way. It's not the owls. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google Michael Peterson owl theory.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that the the HBO show hides the ball a bit because there's Mm. a ton of evidence that they do not talk about that is pretty damning evidence. Look at my balls. So what's the best way? What's the best way? Because I know that this
2: is like a true crime phenomenon. Yeah. Um, Watch the Netflix. Watch the Netflix Yeah, what's the best way to experience this? Okay.
3: Just go back to the first Netflix doc because then they made a few more installations more recently but then in order to understand the new installations you might want to watch how it started.
2: So maybe like watching the dramatized HBO one isn't a good place to start.
1: That's where I started. Um, yeah. And well, actually, I don't know. I haven't seen the Netflix one. Yeah, maybe the Netflix one is better. Well, I enjoyed just, the HBO one.
3: It's just the Netflix is a pure documentary. Right. he let these people like live in his house. So it's really like it's really very intimate. But it and it does make you doubt things. And it, it really makes plays with your mind but then revisiting it as i was about to watch the hbo thing i was like oh right based on all the true crime podcasts i've listened to since i watched the documentary he fully killed her (laughs) like there's no question yeah is that
2: usually the outcome with true crime stuff is that the person that you kind of think did it usually did it has there ever been one that's been a huge like surprise or there been a big twist
3: (sighs) oh god there's a murderer in my house. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> um, what a twist. <laughs> That's the twist we've
0: twist. been looking for. Well, like Paradise Lost <laughs> Michael Peters. Paradise Lost. I think those yes. the, the kids those kids were innocent.
3: Yes. Um, those kids were innocent and the murderer was surprising. I just can't remember who the murderer was. It was right. like a stepped out of one of those boys. I sound um, like I host a murder podcast and I don't. It all really yeah. scares me actually. But me too. for some reason I could digest the documentary of the Staircase quite well. It went down like it went down like white chocolate. I <laughs> would say this
0: about the the choice. The um the Paradise Lost documentary probably has more evidence in it, but the HBO show has Juliet Benoche in it.
3: That oh, yeah, Daniel Lester. It's not her birthday today. If it let me look up. If it's her birthday today, oh my god. Oh my
1: god. A choice I mean, of of ladies.
3: Tell them what you, you call know, yourself. Sh- what? what? Oh no, her birthday's March ninth.
0: No. Yeah, we missed, we Sorry missed it. Sorry yeah.
3: guys. She is gorgeous.
2: Make sure to send her a jib jab e card.
1: <laughs> Daniel, are you gonna tell them what you call yourself or are you saving that for a tweet?
0: I'm a Binoche bro. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, you are. That's um, right. you guys, this was so much fun, listeners. If you like what you're hearing and you want Daniel to read one of your reviews out loud, perhaps leave us a nice review on Apple Podcast, please, or wherever you're listening. Five stars. Uh, follow me on social media at Allison Rosen. Don't forget, I'm on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Allison Rosen, and uh, listen to my other podcasts, Childish and Upworthy Weekly. And Jordan, where do we find you?
2: Uh, Yeah, I do a chat podcast called Jordan Jesse Go. Allison is a frequent guest. We always love it when she drops by Jordan Jesse Go. You can get that at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts.
1: Wonderful, Robin.
3: I'm on Instagram trying to be only on the weekends, but it's not working out great. Right. It's that's, just, no, that's a
2: good thing to shoot for. I, I tr- I'm I trying.
3: That. It's that's at Robin idea. Shore. And I i promise to make my weekend Instagram stories entertaining. <laughs> salad, salad, salad. <laughs> oh, that's just, Jeff, you've outdone yourself.
1: Salad, salad, salad. <laughs> Daniel?
0: Uh, you can find me at. Uh, Daniel Kwantz Twitter and Instagram and I will be testifying this week at the January 6th trials in um, Washington, <laughs> D.C. What will you wear? <laughs> pull Ford. the
1: sleeves off. Yeah. And Jeff?
4: You can find me on Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. And if you're interested in some political podcast, you can try The Axe Files with David Axelrod. This week, David's guest is John Dean, who was the former White House counsel to Richard Nixon and a key witness in the Watergate hearings.
1: Mm. Oh, cool. Um, Good interview. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter.
2: Oh, and hey, Allison. Yes. You got this.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
2: Hey listeners, you got this.
1: <laughs> hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen
0: show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen.